Hello, and welcome to another episode of Casual Master Quest. My name is Nick. I'm your host for the episode. This is episode 82? 82. Mm. Um, what? What was that? Yes. Hello? Oh, hi? Hello. Ohio, kasamasu. All right, so in that corner, we have Weeb, and in the other corner, we have Glenn. How's it going? <laughs> Nani? Hi, I'm good. Doing good. It's Saturday, so it's always a good day. Saturday is always a good day, and the Weeb, uh, my apologies, I forgot to introduce the Weeb. His name is Tyler. Tyler Vidito. How are you doing, bud? Watashi wa this. All right, we'll come back to you in a little bit. Um, he's just, uh, he's just struggling to find his... Uh, <laughs> um, how's everybody doing? Great. Doing great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's all the Japanese I know, and I'm pretty sure my accent to anybody who's native speakers are like, what the hell is he talking Ichiban. about? But Lipstick for men. <laughs> um, oh, okay. Batsu certified. <laughs> That's a friend's reference. All right. Um... So we're gonna go through, um, you know, we're gonna do our thing. Um, I'm, I'm stalling for time for whatever reason. I don't know. Um, it just, I just like hearing the sound of my own voice in my head, but not when I actually listen to it playback through speakers. That's weird. Uh, mm. Tyler, how's your week been? You know, I, you, you pick me, even though like uh, you look amazing things Tyler has done this week, and it's like super blank. It's actually been a pretty boring week outside the video game world. Uh, Right now, things are getting a little bit crazy. Uh, obviously, we're recording over the weekend. Uh, audio listeners, uh, up in Michigan, we are facing a vicious ice, rain, snowstorm. Depending on uh, what part of the state you are, it's kind of like a, some kind of weird Skittle setup. You know, taste the rainbow. All flavors. Except right. I got ice. Right, nature's Lots attacking you. At least it's not sleet. I hate sleet. I, I'm facing a frost giant right now. I have a level of like zero and fighter, and that is a CR, I think, eight or ten creature. Something it like is that, yeah. a little up above my pay grade. I'm trying to throw rocks at this thing. It's 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 not good, Nick. It's like pretty rough. I'm pretty much trapped in my house in Mr. Freeze's prison. Well, I mean, do you have food in your house? Yeah, I mean, my well, I was about to say my pets are here, but uh, I you know, make no. Life is hell. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you can just make your own. True. You have some potatoes? True. I might have some potatoes. I know I have rice, so I can... <laughs> if I need to distill some rice to make some sake or some crap... Uh, yeah, I, I have absolutely no knowledge on how to do that. I've never made any kind of alcohol a day in my life. Except for the time that I thought about the idea of putting uh, regular cheap vodka through a Brita filter to try to get it more distilled and get a higher quality alcohol, but uh, that's not really making alcohol. I don't, but I don't think that's how it works either. Uh, you can filter alcohol to make it finer. You know, you heard a triple filter, but I mean that's like super high quality charcoal filters. Uh, throwing it through a water mineral filter doesn't quite work the way you think. <laughs> I would imagine. Um, so that's over on your end, Glenn. How have things been with you? Good. California is also cool, not cold, because like, I won't say that because it triggers people in the Midwest. See if up, dude. Meh. Yeah, no, it's just. You don't yeah. know what cold is. I was born in the cold, molded by the cold. I, I, I live in the cold. Do you know how Canadians hatch, motherfucker? They hatch in the snow ponds. Yes, snow ponds. I, that's, that's what I said. I'm from the Midwest, so I'm used to that exact same <laughs> level of cold. You're not say, up you in Nova Scotia. Calm yourself. <laughs> All right. All Michigan hospitals have to come with heaters because we come out encased in ice. 
Ironically enough, they require all Los Angeles houses to have heaters as well, but not air conditioners. Super great. So that's weird. It's very backward, right? Um, but other than that, it's been good. Uh, I traded for a new giant Warhammer Fantasy Age of Sigmar army yesterday, and they're they're called um, oh shoot, what are they called? They're like they're like the base guys, but they're really cool. They have like awesome figurines. Armor. Yeah, it's a tabletop tactical miniature game that can be played on a 4x4 or a 4x6 board with terrain and every fact there's some really cool deep lore um and some other so we're gonna run like a narrative campaign with me and two other friends but i traded my 40k which is all like tech generally for um a fantasy army because i can also use that in DD because they're also cool looking guys in armor you know riding like wingless griffins and stuff they're awesome um and then also am going to be getting a new router soon. Mine's four years old. Technology! So. Yeah, so hopefully the internet will be a little more consistent. But other than that, it's pretty pretty mellow week. You know, getting a couple episodes out last week for um, between the Vol Redacted episode and uh, the long episode was a little bit, but like, did it, you know? So, yeah. We did it. Yeah. We survived. Yeah, we did. Hey. Woo. We got there. Oh, you it's went there for... 80% of that. Whoops, sorry. Um, so with me, um, much like Tyler, Vancouver has now seen some snow, but not into, not to the same extent. Uh, Tyler, I can't remember. We probably had this conversation. Is You've been here. Um, where you live, is it as hilly as where I live? Oh, no. Uh, up like northern Michigan, there's, you know, the center of Michigan is a valley. So as you travel to the coast, uh, there's like, once usually one single large hill that takes you up a few hundred feet but nothing compared to vancouver vancouver is like you <laughs> everywhere is hilly like yeah you, it's like a go, three-year-old's roller coaster a heavy sweat. there's some ups and downs for the fun of it nothing too scary but then when you throw in snow and black ice it turns into like a fucking deadly slip and slide. oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah black ice um, is the worst fortunately it wasn't that bad uh this when it snowed uh, this one day on Friday, I think it was, uh, or Thursday, um, it uh, snowed only in the morning, and then it all froze up pretty quick, and then it warmed up almost immediately because it started raining, and so it all just turned into slush, and it was all cleared pretty quick. But we have a uh, few days of snow ahead of us, and it's supposed to go down to 20 um, soon. Anyway, so I'm assuming 20 yours or 20 uh, 20 Fahrenheit, Fahrenheit um, which is un- it's very unusual for mm. Vancouver. Um, and I'm pretty I'm sure sorry to hear that. With, with the winds, it's going to go down to about zero Fahrenheit or feel like it is. Yeah, um, wind chill factor. So, so I'm not complaining. I'm just putting out some information there. Like, I'll deal with it. I'm mostly indoors anyways. Um, so that um, school started. I just had my first week of school. Um, things have been going Congrats. good. Excited to finish up. This is my last semester. I am taking an acting course. Ooh. Uh, for the fun of it. Um, <laughs> because I just oh. needed a third course and it could be anything and i saw everything they tell you about Stanislavski is a lie he's terrible well (laughs) we haven't gotten there yet because it's a theater-based acting course actually and our instructor really enjoys um it's six hours a week two three-hour classes um and we do it's it's very physical for the first two hours we just come in and then he just makes us do a bunch of exercises um exercises focusing on being aware of our body and how, uh, because I think the f- big part of the focus of the class is uh, portraying emotion through your body, um, mm-hmm. because it's theater, 
right? You don't get the close-ups, you don't get the action scenes, yeah. you don't get, you don't always necessarily get the extensive dialogue or the multiple storylines happening. It's what's happening in front of you right now, right? So Everything's it's how do bigger. you portray that uh, emotion through both you speaking, but also physically. How are you portraying that character, embodying that character? So as part of the course, we have to deliver a monologue by the uh, middle of the semester, so sometime in Feb. Um, it has to be a contemporary monologue. Uh, so I've been thinking of doing um, uh, one of uh, the monologues from Death of a Salesman, a uh, book by Arthur Newman. It's from the late 40s, I think. Um, what what, and then what we constitutes have to... contemporary? Uh, the, he said the last 90, 90 years or so, and it has to oh, be from okay. a play. Yeah. Okay, early 19th century, okay. Or to early 20th yeah. century. Cool. Um, and then we have to do a two-person scene by the end of the semester, and he's going to pick our partners, uh, which Ooh. I'm excited for. Um, because when we first came in, he made us play a game where now, essentially, I know everybody's name in the class um, from the get-go. So we'd all sit in a circle, and I was sitting right next to him, so he started with me. He's like, all right, introduce yourself. Uh, what year are you in? Tell us something about yourself. I did that. And then it went on to the next person on my left. Uh, we went clockwise. And then they had to repeat my name and whatever they could remember about anything else I said. And then their name, what year they're in, and whatever something interesting about themselves. And it went on until the last person next to the prof had to say everybody's name, whatever else they could remember, and then their own name, their year, and something interesting about themselves. And so because I was paying attention, because otherwise you're just sitting there and kind of bored. Um, because I was paying attention, I now know everybody's name. So it's kind of cool that he started nice. us off that way. That's a hell of a challenge. I'd be screwed. I, like, all right, start with your name. Ah, uh, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, it's been good. Um, I'm very excited um, because I took the course to, uh, you know, started playing D&D more last year. And I took the course to maybe put in some more flair in that direction. But also just I didn't want to do a course with quote-unquote work i didn't want right. standard grading i didn't want stand you know um this is still gonna memorize very script, physical but yeah yeah no so i've got to do the two things monologue a two-person scene um then i have to go to three plays and do write-ups about them and then i have to show up a big 30 percent of my grade is showing up that's awesome though i mean it's yeah. like oh you have to go see plays oh no for a grade how terrible you know like yeah he's like i don't awesome. want to give you guys um homework it's like even the write-up for the plays is like yeah just do a page uh double line uh double space or single space i don't care just do a write-up just go see the play give me the ticket Proving stub when. and do a write-up yeah yeah mm. hell yeah that's I really like awesome that. yeah so um enough about that we are a video game podcast um, oh are. shit we are we, I, I was gonna mix up every now and then with my other non-existent podcast where we just talk about <laughs> our days for an hour and a half um, yeah so enough about me as much as I like hearing myself speak um, I do too actually so it makes two of us Yeah. well I mean again I like hearing myself speak in my head so there were a few games that I think a few of us played not necessarily together but games we share in common and we're gonna start off with um, because I just want to get this out of the way so that there's no, I only want posy vibes today. Uh, me and Tyler today tried our hands, uh, or this past week tried our hands at Darksiders 3. Yep, uh, since all three of us officially have Game Pass now, thanks to, uh, Season 5, you know, blessing us with, uh, you know, free games, essentially, for only a dollar this month, uh, Nick and I downloaded a bunch of games. I, uh, and one of the four or five that I downloaded was Darksiders 3. And he already apparently had just, you know, started it. And so I didn't know this. I hopped, well, I kind of knew he was priming it up for Darksiders 4 coming out in the future. But it's like, 
You know, I liked watching my wife play the first two. This one, you know, let's see how THQ Nordic, you know, survives after their complete downfall and then rebuilding. Let's see the glorious monument they built. And Nick. Nick. It's pretty shit. It's shit? I, 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 I got bad juju vibes from this one, man. It, it was rough. It so was that's okay, why you so, wanted to do this first so you could keep everything Yeah, so good. just get okay. it out. So yeah. I feel that. I will preface this. I put maybe about three hours, three and a half hours. So everything I've played so far has just been a painful experience. Hmm. Um, it, oh yeah. So the the whole the whole game it was plagued by um, um, troubles not only with the developers and the publishers but just the game itself. It feels clunky. It feels unfinished. Um, like super clunky you played with controller and i played with the keyboard i thought i was just doing a bad job with the keyboard but according to you the controller was just as bad yeah I, I started with the keyboard and then after dying you know maybe 20 minutes in and i'm like you know what maybe this is like dark siders um sorry dark can souls I, can i use this on my pc pc um, so just as reference, uh, Glenn's, uh, holding up his, uh, Nintendo Pro Controller. Um, Tyler says yes. I didn't know that. I know that you, uh, PS4 and Xbox, yes. Uh-huh. The answer is yes to most things because it is, in fact, a Bluetooth controller. So imagine Uh-oh. if you can use a PS4 controller. Oh. Ugh. Yeah, it's one of the things well, when I built my own PC that I spaced on adding. <laughs> A lot of people don't understand, or don't know, rather, that you can connect your Joy-Cons to the computer if you have Bluetooth, if you really wanted to. So, it's like, if some reason you want to play an emulated game and you got a Bluetooth adapter, you know, which is only, like, you know, between 6 and 10 bucks, yeah, you can totally just play Lachalantly, or, you know, Super Chalantly with uh, a 20-hour controller. Or not. But, Darksiders 3, doesn't matter what the fuck you have, because, <coughs> unfortunately, it's dog shit. The, the thing that sucks <coughs> is... It's rather cut pace in terms of the story. The, the, the idea is, hey, war has failed. Uh, he hasn't even started his story yet, but let's run this other story in parallel with uh, Fury. You know, the, uh, the, the hot shot always, you know, hey, I'm the coolest of these four losers. Uh, you know, can't hold me back. Send me anything you want. I've, you know, I've been here from the start. Look at me. I'm so cool. I'm hotty and hot, but, uh, yeah, it, like, it's like, okay, okay, and you know, the, the charred console is like, hmm, hmm, I don't know what we should do. Ah, fuck it, the, you know, the seven deadly sins are out there, you know, go get them. She's like, Meliodas? You got it, dude. What, what's Meliodas? that? It's <laughs> an anime called Seven Deadly Sins. Oh, yep, 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 yep. Yeah. Yep, you're, and you just quoted the bartender lady, I believe. Yeah. So, just as uh, uh, some background to the Darksiders franchise. Yeah, I've never um, played and know nothing about it. <laughs> the original developers uh, was a company known as Vigil Games. Um, they were uh, they're a subsidiary of THQ. THQ oh. filed for bankruptcy in around 2012, um, and Nordic Games bought them out, and then they uh, joined into THQ Nordic. Um, and then Darksiders... This is a very, like, um, too long, didn't read. Um... Uh, and then a in 2017, I think Darksiders 3 was listed as being developed by a, a company called. Uh, let's see if I can find here. I think it's called Gunfire Games, um, which consists of most of Vigil Games that made the first two. So 
plagued by bankruptcy, plagued by de uh, develop development issues that I can only imagine because of change in staff and change in hands. Because when THQ filed for bankruptcy, um, companies like Platinum Games and Crytek uh, had some interest in buying out the IP, but then that never happened. Uh, can you imagine if Platinum Games bought out uh, Darksiders? Oh my fucking god, I'd never touch it. So I, I think I'd be mad because that means Bayonetta 3 would be taking even longer to do, and it's like, please stop. Oh, yeah, no, I definitely need another Bayonetta game. So, um, uh, Darksiders 3, it feels sure very clunky. <laughs> Animation feels off. It just feels like it's a beta. It feels like it's a demo. Uh, things mm -hmm. like where if you double jump uh, to climb up... Uh, so, you have a ledge. You can jump up once, and then you'll clamber up automatically. Or you can, you know, if it's low enough, you can just double jump on top. There have been many a time where I've hit that double jump and my height of my jump total has been higher than the ledge, but I still couldn't climb up onto that ledge. It would still make me grab the ledge and then pull myself up. And in regards to the menu section, the menu section befuddles me. Like, usually when you're playing a action RPG style game, you push the start button, you get a big menu showing stats, you move over, you know, look at power-ups, look at weapons, all one big thing, but it's like... Let's push a button, and it's going to show you a bare-bones thing of, hey, this is what you're going to get when you level up next. Or, you can go to a completely different screen uh, by pushing a different button and going, hey, let's look at, you know, weapons and powers and stuff. And, like, it looks so bare-bones thin that it almost, like, feels like I'm pushing a button to pull up a poster or something versus trying to get, like, actual detailed information. And that freaked me the hell out. Uh, it also doesn't help that, uh... You know, initially I wanted to say get good, but this game is hard as shit. Yeah, like, I, I, you could play I was just thinking, like, I don't even think it's about that. Uh, if it was a game that was challenging, I'd admit it. Like, I don't like Dark Souls because it is so difficult. Uh, maybe not initially, but at some point it gets that way. And you have to be a good player and time those dodges and learn the opponents. This game's not like that. As much as you can learn the opponent, Tyler, I truly believe that the game mechanics itself feel so clunky that you would not dodge in time. So you'd have to, like hit once or twice and then wait for a while so that you don't have to like mistime that dodge and then actually have it not right, happen. Right, you gotta turtle the shit out of these like mo some monsters even. There's, there's a concept in action adventure games that people don't really notice that let's say you take damage and you get knocked down. Usually there's like a frame of invincibility or whatnot when you get up. That doesn't exist in this game. Ugh. You could have 10 enemies in front of you and Usually when you get messed up, you usually get messed up by one enemy, then you gotta get up and you try to whittle it down. No, all ten enemies will proceed to gangbang you and tear you down to nothing before you can even stand up and have enough time to pop a health potion. Like, it gets vicious incredibly quickly. Yeah. And it even doesn't Stardew help Valley that on top that, of... <laughs> you know? On top of the difficulty, the checkpoint system is asinine. Like, so bad. The idea that we're living in the PlayStation 1 era of checkpoints where you gotta get to a certain point after like maybe 30-40 minutes just to get a little break in a section, or start that whole area over, just if bewilders you happen to die. Yeah. Um, Especially before a boss. Before a boss! Give me a checkpoint before a boss! The, yeah, the... Um there were many things. I will say, I just learned about this, actually, looking up this information. There was a patch that came out in 2018. The game launched in um, uh, 2018 itself, I believe. November 27, 2018. Then a month later, they released a patch that made the game feel like, or at least the combat system, feel like the first two games. So maybe I might... Uh, because the first two games, that was the thing. It felt fluid. You what could interrupt your own attacks. 
Um, no, it gives you the choice. So reading this, it oh. says there's a classic mode and then a dark side mm-hmm. is three mode essentially. Um, right. And so I didn't pick the classic mode because I didn't know what classic mode was. It's been so long since I played one and two. Um, so I might give it another go with that. But I like the voice acting is uh, cheap. It's not <laughs> laughable, but it's cheap. Um, it just doesn't feel well put together. It feels like a school project. So th- if th- if you You're told me I that this was a hundred percent, if you told me that this was something that my friends made in my animation course, I'd be like, this is fucking great. But if you yeah. told me that a you know a big company made this, I'd be like, this is garbage in comparison to what's out there right now, especially for 2018. This might have passed in 2013, right? Um, but right. not not right now. And then, uh, yeah, no, I have quality issues with the game. Is it audio issues or is it, do you think? No, quality and script. Uh, I, okay. I feel like there was some audio issues, but I don't know if that was this game or another game I was playing. Um, I, maybe like balancing issues here and there, like nitpicky things. But no, it was just the quality of the script more than anything else. Um, the only other thing I had to say about it is um, I still will try Darksiders Genesis, which is like an isometric Diablo style uh, hack and slash shooter Ooh. because it was made by a different company. It wasn't made by uh, Gunfire Games, as far as I understand. So it'd be the same feel and the same sort of story and characters, but maybe it, so the different perspective might be refreshing, is all that is? Oh, well, it's a whole different uh, style of game. Again, it's very similar to Diablo 2. Uh, like, Darksiders 1 to 3 is... Story is uh, similar. Um, it's the uh, s- same setting. So the idea for the story so far is the main character is from Darksiders 1, War, the first one one of the horsemen. And then everything else is every all the other characters of the... All the other four... All the other horsemen are going to coalesce at some point. They're going to unite. And so the story is about what's happening with all of these other horsemen while war is struggling. Mm. Okay. Um, cool. So, yeah. It sounds like an interesting concept. I'm just sad that the execution was done Absolutely so badly. Absolutely it is. Like, it the, first like the first Darksiders, yeah. it was kind of made fun of because a lot of people called it uh, a homage to Zelda, essentially. Because the whole concept of you're running around with the sword, you're collecting heart pieces, you're collecting money to you know buy stuff, and but the problem is though, it was so hardcore and you know focused on clearing out demons and angels and stuff, it was pretty fucking cool. So you know even if it was made fun of, it was still a good game, and the second one capitalized on that, but it got lackluster success, and before you know it, toy headquarters went down. Hmm. It was very unfortunate. So we'll we'll just I think we should just call it with that because Darksiders three. If you enjoyed it, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Me and Tyler not so much. Um, there's another game that um, Glenn and Tyler shared this week. I don't know if they played together, um, but the two of you played Stardew Absolutely Valley. Absolutely not. Yeah, it's on a Switch still, probably. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That that's sounded I'm like not 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 condescending. <laughs> it just means that's why we don't play he, together. It, not because we don't me. want to. It's because you're on your Switch, not because we don't want to. Right. That's all. Also, I'm usually away from my computer when you're playing. Probably like out in the wilderness in Michigan without Wi-Fi. But yeah. yes, also that. <laughs> no hotspot on so, your phone. I guess if you have no signal, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I tried hotspotting, but I guess I got to pay more for a plan, uh, <laughs> which is unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, I think this is going to be my swan song uh, talking about Stardew Valley for a little bit, especially on the Switch, because I hit I hit that point oh, where no. I, I'm out. I mean, I called it Winewood Farm, so I knew what it was going to turn into eventually. And so (laughs) I'm producing 1,200 ancient fruit crops throughout the entire season. 
and I have a thousand kegs spread across, uh, I think five sheds, and then I've taken over the quarry. I cleaned out the quarry and put more kegs in there. So it's just making money. It's like, well, if I do this for another 10 hours, I'll get the golden clock. But I already did that before. You know, this yeah. is, there's, there's no achievement in that. It's like, so you've already cool, done all the making new money. content. I did the missing bundle, which leads to the theater. Yes. And I mean, and the, the perk of that is you get the rain, you know, uh, raise friendship with other people. Yeah. And you know, that's cool. Cool. That could be a, I mean, that's a goal that I never really try for, but it's just making everybody your friend. You know, I think that's probably a less achieved achievement in Stardew, just in general. People mostly want to make money and get to the story. And right. I don't know, maybe that'd be kind of an interesting to see how quickly you could start a game and make everybody up to full hearts, you know, like, and how that might be kind of interesting. It's amazing that Stardew Valley doesn't let me do what I do in real life and make friends by, you know, you spending all my money on them. And it's like, why? Uh, I think there are too many games like that. I like that you have to do things for them and you have interactions at checkpoints where you can gain more, you know, than you would have or paying attention and doing jobs for them or stuff like that. I, I like the change of pace, personally. Right. Yeah. I enjoyed I enjoyed it, too. I appreciated the double size and the big sheds. I... Ooh. Did everything that I could possibly want out of, like the I just needed to build two more towers. I did a run into the skull caverns. The towers? Oh, Glenn's give me a uh the teleport towers. Oh, got it. Yeah, okay. They actually introduced one for the desert too, which is kinda exciting uh that's, to consider. Yeah, that's really cool. So I discovered something uh by accident to my uh, chagrin, and uh back in the day when you did skull caverns, the further you went down the more iridium ore you would find. And uh, the big thing was, after you hit past level 300, there was just as much iridium ore as there was regular stones. Like, it was everywhere. So you'd uh, spend a fuck you amounts of money, like 3 million worth of stone, make staircases, yeah, and then just clamber all the way down, blow it up, and then you get like 1 to 2,000 iridium ore and you'd be set for the rest of the game. Wow. They patched that, so whoops. Is it so deeper now? What I, I noticed, thought they added more to the Skull Caverns, is what I had read in the... Uh, there's definitely more with, like, the dinosaur levels and all yeah. that stuff uh, in there. Uh, the big thing is, I noticed, I, I don't know what the ratio is and all that, at a max luck day, plus the candy that you can get on Thursdays from the Desert Trader to give yourself plus five luck, I'm pretty and sure. And the charm. And the, the charm? Yeah. Oh, for Krovis? No, the charm that you get, you bring um, a rabbit's foot to the truck next... Spoilers! <laughs> you bring a rabbit's foot to the truck uh, next to the Joja Mart and interact with it. And a guy's like, hey kid, what's up? Can I have a rabbit's foot? And you're like, okay, here. And then you get a permanent boost to your luck. No shit. Yeah. I didn't know that. It's, it's that's, one of the... That's actually pretty cool. It's one of the secret notes if you start at your house and then follow them until you run into something with those different directions it'll take you on a journey that'll eventually lead you there tips and oh, tricks for stardew uh, valley ladies and gentlemen glenn houston <laughs> is our host yeah. concerned ape hate this man and if you're playing with people <laughs> online and one person does it everybody gets it anyway sorry that's no that's fucking awesome uh the big thing i noticed is after floor 100 almost no change so getting the 300, I there wasn't the you know the 50-50 ratio of iridium. So if you you know anybody that's playing Stardew Valley nowadays, uh, once you get past uh, past floor 100, don't expect a huge increase in iridium ore. Like the 
the the percentage of it appearing is so so minuscule that it's not even worth it. I mean, mm-hmm. that's you're saving two million dollars for you know to pretty just, much get the same result. Yeah, just use your statue of protection, you know, like or perfection, and just get. You can get also, yeah, date. that uh, the like I think I scraped together like during that three hundred thing trip with Max. Well, not Max Luck, but Super High Luck. Somewhere around five hundred, so about a hundred bars worth, and it's That's like good? three million. Yeah, but for three million dollars, that is good. True, you know? but I don't know if you would ever gather that many throughout a normal playthrough. So doing that once, even no. for three million, if if you're just on a basic, like you're on a money farm, you know. But or it's about the efficiency, brain. Glenn. You could get three one million trips and push somewhere around twelve hundred, and it's like. No, I feel you, but I've never been past, like, level 30 in the Skull Caverns. I, even with friends, we don't do the stone case thing, you know, or whatever thing, where you just build a stone staircase. So, I've I've uh, only organically been to, down to around 50. It's been, I've not seen that many anyway. <laughs> no, that's, that's fair. Uh, I mean, do what you gotta do. Uh, but, I mean, that's me playing Stardew Valley. What about your end, man? Uh, it's good. I'm trying to do things on my... Because we have a stream farm that's kind of progressing well. We're in, like, I think maybe fall of year two. So we're starting to make decent money. Um, but I also have a single-player game that I'm just playing when I'm not able to do things with people or if I'm, like, you know, not sleepy late at night. And uh, But I did purposefully for the sake of having four houses, but I forgot that since it's four corners, the house doesn't show up unless somebody joins me. So I'm thinking about like having four different people join me just so I can have four houses, which means I can then age four sets of casks. Uh, so, right? <laughs> right, early game instead of oh. having to spend the money to build sheds. Yeah, but the sheds can't hold the things that you use to age the one. Right, it has to be underground. It has to be under the house. Ah, so the only mean. way to get okay. more than right, normal right. is to get have four people join you and then just not play with you. Um, so... I don't know. Yeah, I'm having fun with it, though. Just uh, trying to... I might, like, do a mill. I've never built a mill. Um, the, our stream farm, <laughs> Cool Mail, built a slime hutch, so I've never seen one of those. So, like, just trying new things and just kind of basically, you know, s- stretch Armstronging this, you know, this playthrough to just get right, all right. the juices out, you know? Yeah. Nice. It's a lot of fun. I love it, though. I'm having so much fun. And so there's another game the two of you have shared in common this week. Mm-hmm. Um... Mm-hmm. Uh, that I didn't realize. Uh, Breath of the Wild. Yeah. So before bef- <laughs> before we come over to Tyler, <laughs> um, what? what? Glenn, how 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 far have you gotten into Breath of the Wild now? How are you finding the game? I fucking love okay, it. How much can I talk about? <laughs> uh, I uh, so at the, the end of my first day playing on stream because I'm making myself only play on stream because I know otherwise I will just right. blow through this game, especially having now played it for about like. I think five or six hours. Like, I love it. Uh, so yeah, like I'm, I'm still learning to be okay with items that break and you just replace, um, because that's not how I've been trained by the video games that I've right, grown up with. Right. You find good stuff, and if it busts, you fucking fix it. You know. So right. like, I'm using the crappiest stuff in my list until I have. You then understand like, it then? And then you yeah. understand me. There's a boss, and I'm like, all right, I, because I did die once to like an elite book. Bokoblin? How do you say it? Bokoblin. 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 Okay. You can call it Bokoblin, though. That's what people used to say in Wind Waker days. It, it, it like, it rolls off the tongue better. Um, But, like, I died to one of those elite ones, 
And then I was like, oh shit, uh, I'm just gonna, you know, like, pull out my good stuff for a fight. And then I shot him with a bomb arrow and he died immediately. But like, <laughs> he blew him off the cliff. It was awesome. So Bomb arrows is the answer almost yeah, they, every time. Unless you're on the volcano. Don't do that though. So okay. I can tell you uh, from my playthrough, I did a lot of exploring first before I got through the story. Yeah. And so at some point I had like an average of like, you know, uh, 30 damage items just consistently. Oh, wow. Um, and some higher level stuff like in reserve, but it gets a little easier as you just keep running around and exploring. Yeah, that's kind of what I found is that it. I'm just finding more and more cool stuff. So like the average, you know, oh, it's a book cop, a bok, book. It's one of those guys' arms that I'm using as Bacablin. a weapon. Bakablin. I, I for whatever reason, man, that word. I mean, Bakablin arms. I was so like, a- it's like a or like a stick, you know, or a spear or one of their clubs. And now I'm getting like soldiers, you know, bows and right, nicer right. things. So I'm figure eventually it's all going to be nicer things. So we'll see. I don't know. But if it's a boss, I'm like, all right, pull out the good stuff, use it and then not use it after that. Right. Right. So but now, yeah, when you say a it. boss, what is a boss to you? To me, I don't think I've encountered a true boss. I've just encountered some elite of those guys. Boca blends. Okay. Um, so I, I wasn't sure if you're talking about something where it shows the enemy's name at the top of the health bar. Kind oh, of situation. no, yeah. So far, I've got through the first four shrines on the plateau. And nice. I, uh, I just had the dude show up because every time I come out of a shrine and complete something, he's like, oh, and then he just like flies in, you know? Um, and the last time he was like, meet me where you draw a line between the shrines. I'll be there. And I'm like, okay, it's probably that rundown church where I found the bow up in the top in the crow's nest. The temple of time. Yep. So yeah, I'm going to run over there. Uh, but like at the end of my last stream, I had just like finished the fourth one. Oh, okay. So... You're still on the plateau. Okay. Yeah. You oh. get better shit. Don't worry. Oh, I'm, I'm sure I will. I'm just, what? I'm just kind of in love with this game. It's really I don't blame refreshing. You. it's really good because like coming back to nintendo after all these years like i'm getting to play pokemon i'm getting to play zelda you know like i'm excited and i'm kind of compelled to jump in to the nintendo bandwagon and like try out some of these games you guys talk about all the time just to kind of like get up to speed because what's that one game you guys were talking about they're developing the third game for it um that you were talking about earlier uh the nintendo game that the studio that you were like oh if they were developing this it would have taken it's oh bayonetta bayonetta like you talk about bayonetta all the time i have no fucking idea what that game was about and i'll tell you why because i fucking hate bayonetta we're not gonna go into it we're not going into it but either way Um, you hate bayonetta we're not not going into it we're not talking about it we're not. I played that game start to finish, and I made my yes, made my feelings about the game very clear. Um, did you Glenn, even touch the second one? I'm not fucking touching that game. Uh, Maybe I at just, some point. <laughs> I'm really excited about Breath of the Wild. Uh, I love the combat system. I love the fighting. I love the cooking. I love exploring. I love just like, oh man, this looks like it should go in this place, and then it's like, ha ha. And that little guy pops up and gives me a random achievement for being <laughs> an explorer. You found me. So I found are those. Uh, then he dropped the rock. Bokob, What are those guys called? I know it's a area. I know it's a palindrome. Their name. A Korok. Which Korok? There it's. A uh, Korok seeds. Uh, what the fuck are they called? I can't remember what they're called. Yeah, they whatever those species. guys are called. But they, they give you the Korok seeds. Koroks. Oh, yeah, they're called Koroks. Okay, yeah. cool. I'm. I'm. Yep. So if, yeah, okay. I, I, I. It reward. The game seems to reward. Um, 
exploration and ingenuity. And so, oh yeah, like there was a guy that was in my chat while I was playing because also my streams with Breath of the Wild have been vastly successful, and I've gotten more followers playing that game than and than anything I played in like the last year. Um, and positive vibes yeah dude, the last stream i got like five followers and i had three in the last month it's been a slow month so but yeah the one that you see why i wanted like, to get dark side is three out of the way right. but yeah no but positive vibes only the the maps in breath of the wild are three times the size of the skyrim map i thought it was bigger than that honestly but, I, I don't I know it was skyrim is the biggest game i've played ever so i was just like what the heck? I wonder if the Witcher 3 map is bigger than the Skyrim map. But so no, I, it's it's beautiful. It's The so first thing I did was I progressed through the story a little bit, and then I just hit all the towers because that's like Assassin's Creed for me. I need to see everything. I need to see yeah. the map first before I do anything else. So let me just unlock all these fucking viewpoints, and then we'll go from there. I want to do every, oh, man. every seat, every it's one It's like of those 2017 again for me. It makes <laughs> me so happy that we're so talking Tyler, about Breath of the Wild. What have you been doing with Breath of the Wild? So, after... I, I looked at all my save files and whatnot. I realized that my I've beaten the game three times so far. Oh, wow. Uh, with 120 shrine completion on all of them. So, we're talking like, you know, not max, because, you know, Korok Seeds are fucking everywhere. Uh, I, you know, I got better things to do. It's, like, fair so to say that you kind of like the game. Just a little bit. The, the big problem is that I... I I always hesitate to delete my save files because the moment I get an incomplete save file on Breath of the Wild, I know I'm going to burn all my time to try to get 120 shrines again. I'm going to do everything I can and, you know, complete it. And that's like a 60-hour venture that's just going to tear through. I'm so excited. Uh, I guarantee I hesitated to do this. <laughs> What's that? I was saying I guarantee I'm going to do over 200 hours into this game into this save file like i'm gonna explore the fuck out of everything sorry i didn't hell yeah i'm just no I'm, it's okay oh it's like you know I, when you have like when summer rolls around in places with seasons not like california and like you have like a cool like an icy or a snow cone on a hot day for the first time and you're like yeah that's what i feel like <laughs> diving into this game it's so refreshing anyway keep it like keep going so I decided that I'm going to delete the save file on the dark side of Breath of the Wild, and I made the jump. I'm playing it in master mode again, and that is <laughs> fucking frightening, as it turns out. Uh, huh. The good news is uh, the power of the expansion allows me to cheese a little bit of uh, the issues that come with this, but maybe like a quarter of the problems. So Glenn, uh, in master mode, I'm pretty sure enemies have double health they do double damage and if you don't attack them fast enough they'll start regenerating their health oh shit no. so and they they also <laughs> give me the story man <laughs> i'm not that, player, that's though. totally understandable <laughs> plus they rank up the enemies by one so there's almost no red bokoblins in existence uh all the ones in the great plateau are blue so you can imagine I've you know when one of those, those things they can, almost one shot me they, they totally can one-shot, especially in master mode. And <sighs> when those are your standard enemies, you gotta fucking face now. And sometimes just there's like four progress. or five of them in one place. Absolutely. Shit. The Great Plateau, like, in a certain section near the open field where the runes are, where you see the uh, the Sentry Guardian things, uh, there is a Lionel, a silver level Lionel, which is the highest you'll see in a normal game just prancing about. Uh, you have not seen this creature yet. Oh, it I'm is... so excited for Glenn to see a Lionel. 
Uh, yeah, I've only seen the bats and the bacoblins. When you encounter this creature, I won't go into detail. You know, you'll know. It it sucks. What's it called? Uh, it's, <laughs> a Lionel. it's called the Lionel. Like li Thundercats. Oh! L y n e l. Uh, okay. So yeah, sure. Well, that's Lion. Oh. <laughs> anyway, cool. Uh, <laughs> a you'll silver Lionel day. by the spirit uh, by the guardians, like the ruins on the Great Plateau. Jesus just Christ! Just walking around. It's just their way of saying "fuck you." This is what you're in for. <sighs> just. And the, the scarier part is, uh, in Master Mode, they introduced a concept of a rank above silver. Uh, if you defeat enough of a certain type of enemies, they'll start introducing gold-level enemies, which are very tough. And you are not boosted at all. Your your effectiveness... No, no, no you start you up you the are, same way as a normal save. Like as a normal I'm playing the same level as you, Glenn. Uh, there is one saving grace I have going in my favor is amongst the expansion pass... There are special items that kind of give shoutouts to different Zelda games you can find across the world. Uh, for example, you you can find, let's say, Phantom Ganon's armor from Ocarina of Time. Uh, it doesn't actually... It's like, you know, one defense, one defense, one de defense. It's all aesthetic. But there's uh, that and, like, one or two other items. I found Majora's Mask, essentially. Shit. And the nice thing about Majora's Mask, even though it gives you one defense, is enemies think you're cool. The, the oh. dumber ones. So, if I wear this ma uh, mask as soon as I'm off the Great Plateau, and you can get this too if you have the expansion pass on your Switch, uh, enemies won't immediately attack you unless you show aggression. And so, hmm. with that, I've been able to sneak past these silver-level, you know, Bokoblins that could easily murder me viciously. Uh, the Moblins will leave me alone. The only problem is, though, uh, it's Bokoblins, Moblins, and uh, Liz... Lizalfos, I believe they're called. Lizalfos, Lizalfos. Yes, that won't mess with you. Everybody else will happily fuck your shit up. Akarats will mess you up. Keys will mess you up. The wildlife will mess you up. Lionels will mess you up. Like so, it's like it gets me like a a level one pass with some of the enemies, unless I have to fight them. But the moment like a, a keys comes up to me and hits me, and I like bitch smack it with my sword, those guys would be like. Ugh! Oh no, that's a bad guy! And they pull out their one-shotting weapons and hunt me down like the the motherfucker I am, and I gotta <laughs> run for my life. It's like the glasses with the fake nose and the mustache. It's like, yeah, no, nothing to see here. All good. I'm fine. I uh, posted a little video of me trying to walk over to the first city in this game, and I had to walk past a camp of, uh, I'm pretty sure all silver uh, Bokoblins, and there's like eight of them just standing around me nonchalantly, like, "Hey, who's this guy? Is he a you know? Is he a new recruit?" I'm like, What's up, bro? "Oh my, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hello, fellow teenagers." <laughs> You're channeling some real me energy there. So I started last night when I went out on the road, and I played a little bit today as well. I think I put about maybe seven, eight hours into it total, and I just beat one of the Divine Beast bosses. Congratulations. Thank you. You won. I, uh, it was actually a lot easier than I thought because, you know, blessed be, I came overstocked with a certain type of arrows that it was weak to as well as one of those. It, it's upsetting, but it's fair. Having one of those ancient battle axes, the plus ones that, you know, do insane amounts of damage, but you can only use, hit it like 10 times before it breaks. I used it, and it works. Yeah, I managed to defeat the, the boss before it could uh, do naughty things to me, and uh, 
I am just wrapping up the cutscene over at that location. I'm doing the uh, the water-based one, if it means anything. And uh, nice. yeah, still a little bit nervous. Got I think 16 shrines in so far. I think the the craziest thing I've done so far was I ran all the way to a shrine that's right at the outskirts of Hyrule Castle. That was a bad idea. Oof. That was a very bad idea. Oof. Uh, the good thing is I found some fairies. I had four of them, and I used all four of them trying to get to the shrine. But hey, hey, I at made least it. you have I the lived. fast travel point. Yep. So there's that little hell. I'm I'm hoping to never go back to for a very long time because as it turns out, the guardians will uh. Yeah. Annihilate you, eviscerate you. What do we say? Um, God of death. Today. Yeah, so also that that puzzle. Right now. <laughs> Hopefully. That's my favorite video that you posted. Yeah, that was that was clutch. Yeah, um, so if you want to see any of these videos, please go ahead and give uh, Tyler's uh, Twitter a follow at two times Tyler, all letters. Um, and so all my vods have me playing the game too. And so go follow Glenn, uh, Glenn on uh, Twitch at uh, twitch.tv forward slash raise it, R-A-E-Z-E-T-H, I think. Yeah, got it. Yay. Um, yeah. So I think we all have just one other game to talk about each. Uh, Glenn, what else have you been playing this week? Just WoW Classic, doing the raids. Okay, and just boys. doing the... Okay. Uh, it was really cool, actually. It's a, big, it's a big raid group on Discord called Need Not Greed, and a bunch of them actually came in and watched me play Breath of the Wild and hung out for a while and, like chilled with me nice. so like the community that they're creating over there is pretty cool they're all really nice guys so that's 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 the long and short of it got another piece of raid gear that's off spec for my guy but it's good fire resistance so it's great for the raid so some fun stuff yeah yeah nice um tyler what else have you uh, got your hands on this week well i talked about it uh, last week but river city girls i played it with nick over christmas started playing it with uh, the wife and uh, we've actually had quite a bit of fun with it, as it turns out. A good side-scrolling beat-em-up game that actually gives quite a bit of challenge, especially with the boss fights. Turned out, have a very good time. Uh, there was one boss that we spent about an hour on getting mad at each other. Not at, okay, we got mad at ourselves together because it was just a simple mechanic. We had the time right, but it was kind of like uh, dodging one mousetrap to jump into another mousetrap situation, and... Except it was the same mousetrap. We kind we kept dodging right. into the, uh, the attack that we were supposed to dodge, and it was frustrating, but it was comical, and so far, the story has been great. Nice. It's, it's been a good time. What about you, though? Um, the only other game I've touched this week, because I haven't itched, I needed scratching. Um, the Witcher 3. Oh my fucking god, what a good fucking game. It came out in 2015, and it still holds up as such a good game. Holy shit. Uh, the Witcher 3, The Wild Hunt, um, yeah, um, you know, uh, unsurprisingly, after The Witcher came out this, uh, you know, few weeks ago, I think it only launched on the 20th of December, um, a lot of streamers mm. that I follow felt the need to, you know, they never, either they'd never, um, had too much of an interest in The Witcher, and then they saw the show, and they're like, hey, this is kind of cool, what's the game like, or they played the game before, and they were already fans of the series and the franchise, and they're like, this is cool, I want to play the game again, because, when I re-downloaded it, I saw the stat the last played on Steam. I last touched it in 2017. And I'm like, that was a long while ago. I had so much fun with this game. I'm going to play it again. And I'm going to try with The Witcher 3. Um, they simplified a lot of the systems from The Witcher 2. And they're 
three different skill areas and I usually ignored one of them, uh, which is alchemy, which gives you more proficiency in the poisons, potions, uh, oil blades and bombs that you can use in the game. Um, and so mm. I decided to try a build uh, focusing on that and focus more on heavy armor and um, it's a different playstyle. It's a playstyle I don't usually employ in any game and I thought I'd just try and give it a go because as the gameplay has its own issues the game itself the game mechanics there are some issues here and there overall it feels very solid but the draw of the witcher was always the narrative it was always the story it was always the world that you were exploring because when you get to the main area it honestly looks like <laughs> it looks like the riddler's wet dream because when you start unlocking all of these undiscovered locations there's just like question marks all over the fucking map it's just it's there's so much to do I put 91 hours into the game just casually exploring when I last played it to finish the game from start to finish including mm -hmm. the DLCs. And the DLC, one of the DLC itself adds a whole new area that's maybe like a fourth, a quarter the size of one of the main maps with its own Jeez like fuck. It's it's uh, If nobody's ever played this game, I'm sure you could find the game out right now for not very high price at a reasonable price be it on console or PC. Just give it a go. If it's not your thing, just get the refund. But I will wholly endorse this game till the end of time. Um, and the fact that it's even on the Switch. Um, a game of this size and magnitude is on the Switch. Maybe not necessarily in all of its full graphical glory because that's impossible to do with the hardware on the Switch. But the fact that it does exist on the Switch on a little cartridge is amazing. Um, so yeah. I... Um, yeah, that's uh, that's been me. I put in like forty-five minutes into the first Witcher or Witcher game, and uh, do you think uh, with never touching the second one and playing only a tiny bit of the first one, it would be a good idea to play Witcher three? I never played the first one. I put maybe an hour, uh, no, maybe two or three hours into the second one. It was very confusing and very convoluted, uh, some of the systems, and hard to understand. And The Witcher 3 is like that, but initially, because of how much information there is, and once you start processing some of that and just going out and just playing the game, it gets easier to understand what's going on with, you know, the character uh, customization and stuff like that. Um, also, there's so, like with any other game now, there's so many guides out there that'll help you get, like, your help you get going and help you just get your feet and find your feet and then you can sort of explore from there i think it's still worth it there's plenty of in-game lore and plenty of other sources of lore for you to figure out some of the connections um the witcher 3 is a game entirely on its own uh there are almost no loading screens unless you're going from one um, map and i'm talking about you know skyrim has a map if you fast travel from one end to the other it goes through a loading screen here on one map if you fast travel from one end to the other depending on how fast your pc is you'll see the loading bar just like pop up and then disappear <laughs> it's seamless between going in from like walking through caves and exploring and everything that's seamless but fast travel has like like a second of a loading screen Let's see how much is the witcher 3 on steam wait is witcher 3 on steam uh yes it is is that how okay i wasn't sure if that's how you've been playing it uh let's see right now it's a majestic 39.99 for um I yeah, was gonna say I looked up the the size of the maps and the com the comparisons. Yeah. Um The Witcher Three is three and a half times bigger than Skyrim. So Breath of the Wild and uh, and uh, Witcher Three have com comparable sizes as far as their map. Nice. Goes. Okay. It's like fifteen percent less, but still they're very very big. 
So, The Witcher 3 is $39.99 on Steam. Uh, what about the DLCs, Tyler? Because those just add on to the fucking game like there's no tomorrow. Uh, it's another $10 if you want to buy uh, the Game of the Year edition, which comes with uh, oh, Blood and Wine, so good. Uh, Hearts of Stone, Wild... Uh, yeah. Three expansions? Okay. Wow. No, so it's just the two expansions. Blood, oh, of, uh, Blood and Blood and Wine and Hearts of Stone. Oh, okay. Yep. Wow. Hearts of Stone was the first one, I think. And it adds on new stuff to the existing area. Blood uh, Blood and Wine gives you a whole new area. I think that's an amazing lead-in to our actual topic, isn't that? Um, yep. Af after we talk about our uh, tangents. Right. Tangent? Uh, Tyler, do you want to... <gasps> do, do we have do tangents? Do you want to lead us through this? Oh, do, do you... Okay. Uh, together, the three of us have combined our ingenuity, our creativity and our infinite wisdom and we have pulled from a giant list that we are totally putting stuff together to begin our tangents because that's what we are so fucking good at and so <laughs> we we decided like last week we're gonna pull out two words that we randomly typed uh in our tangents war chest which is vastly expanding almost exponentially uh, multiplicatively additively i don't know one of the you know those Exponentially in, in in terms of how many we pull. I think that's... True. 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 Holy shit. We got two phrases here. The first one is UFOs. The little alien things. Or governmental experimentative uh, you know, aircraft that are also just you know, UFOs. And a gun that shoots memes. Or sorry, a gun that shot memes. But, you know, no more how do, how do How do I shot webs? Uh... Again, has a gun that shot weebs uh, means, but <laughs> a gun that shot weebs. No, please. <laughs> um, so oh when the, the first thing I thought of when we when you when these were the two words that we got, um, I so during my vacation, um, because I woke up so early, I spent a good chunk of my mornings just watching movies, which I haven't done in a long time. And so I finally watched uh, Pixels with uh, Adam Sandler. Um, oh, yeah. And and all I could think about was this um, alien species coming to greet us, and then they pulled out a weapon, and when they fired it, it just shot memes at us because they thought that's how we communicate. Shooting because that's memes. all they could extract from like our Guns and memes. Uh, like you know <laughs> the satellite communications or whatever <laughs> they could pull. They're like, hmm, this species seems to have some sort of fondness for this uh, <clears throat> style of uh, communication. God. Hmm. It appears they call this the Shibu Inu. <laughs> Must be some sort of god that they revere. <laughs> a, a man of red and blue, but there's a second one of them pointing at each other. What does this mean? This must be a conundrum. They call it Spider-Man. <laughs> but yeah, that's He's all I can think of. sitting behind a desk now. Yeah, I just thought of E.T. sitting in front of a computer and looking really sad and confused after returning to a trip to Earth, and then pulling out their phone, a phone, and just wondering where Vine was, because <laughs> it's a it's an alien that wonders where the gun that shot memes was. So, the first thing we have to say, or well, I'm gonna ask is, okay, so it's a gun that shoots memes. Yeah. Does it actually shoot, like, the person or thing that is doing the meme? Ooh, no, I think it shoots the, like, the meme into your head so you, like, have it happen in your brain. Like the gun like from, Like a thought uh, projection gun. 
Yeah, like the gun. Oh gosh, the gun from uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy that like was a feeling shooter. So you would shoot it at somebody, and then they would <laughs> yeah, they would feel that. the feelings that you felt. But it would just be memes. Oh gosh, <laughs> if we're gonna it's... give you a fuck off. <laughs> it's never gonna end with never you. Gonna, never gonna. <laughs> Can you? It's just a machine gun, so you keep hearing like the same two words over again. Never gonna. Never gonna. Never gonna. Ah. <laughs> Yes. Run. So, do you think this would scare uh, aliens away? How do you think this would do this uh, to our UFO friends here? Oh, man. I mean, realistically speaking, if there was an extraterrestrial life form that was observing us um, and contemplating whether they wanted to make contact... Uh, I think their only options would either be to leave us alone because it's that one weird kid in the party who's just dancing alone in the corner and like hardcore dancing with arms, elbows, legs, knees just going all over the place or to eradicate us. It's it's either, it's an either or option at this point. Um, and then... What meme could we shoot at him that would save us? What is... what is Because when I... I'm just thinking of Vines. I think when memes, I type... That's the rough one. I keep thinking every time you shoot a gun, you hear Owen Wilson going, wow, wow. and went during a, you know, kind of Reeves, uh, John Wick moves, wow, 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 um, I don't know, I, I don't think we'd be able to combat them. No, I think they, yeah, I think they just kill us. Because truly, if there was, um, I mean, again, I'm no scientist. I'm no scientist. But if there was ever a life form that had the power of, like, visiting us from a different planet, um, I think we'd be in trouble in terms of technology. Would they have the gun or would we have the gun? Well, so the the original, yeah, my original thought was that's how they thought they could communicate with us. And so that's why they built the gun. Um, But what if that was a gun that we used in, you know, in our own conflicts? We just shot memes at each other and that's how we resolved political strife. Shooting memes. <laughs> war ends a after war Sniper convinces General that Terry Cruz's old, uh, old and spice <laughs> is clearly the reason for peace. <laughs> well, so the he, I think the, see definition- the general just flexing his fucking pecs like <laughs> I understand now. <laughs> Look at your uh, man. Look uh, back at me. Look at this horse. I know that's not General Terry gets Cruz, shot. But it's still old spice. General gets shot by the Terry Crews meme bullet, and then he just strips immediately and starts playing the drums with his muscles. The shot heard around the world. <laughs> uh, version I, I, you 2.0. Know, I prefer that sort of warfare to what we currently do. It would be stupid, but it would be better than death. <laughs> Wars so are settled would- by dance battles. <laughs> <laughs> no dance on Sounds like an board. anime, actually. <laughs> uh, like so- it's just, what's it? Is it... What was the what was that lo- way too long movie series that was all about like street dancing competitions? Kick it or something? Oh. It was it was a um, uh, what's his face? Channing Tatum's like big break was in that movie series. I know which one you're talking about because step I fucking love it. Step up. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. We're on step up Thank 15 Nicholas- now just like, you know, now music 45 that they're on. So like, yeah. The whole world is just that movie. <laughs> if there was an execution by firing squad would that mean the person just got so overloaded with memes that they their heart just stopped it right yeah. there? Or what would happen? I, no, I mean, that's a little bit brutal for memes. They just give up. They just give up? 
they just give up or they defect. Like, it, like if, think if of it this way. If they're being executed? Like, yeah, think of it this way. Um, you know, it's a, uh, it, they're being executed, quote unquote, by the USSR. And the USSR just kept shot, uh, shooting them with uh, Mother Russia memes. Oh, yeah. Right? And then they're like, you know, in Mother Russia, you know, whatever, whatever does this. God, and then eventually they just start to believe it and then they defect. So there's no executions. There's just turning. Oh. <laughs> we make, we make oh. the best cars in the world. We make the best memes in the world. Better than all the other memes. <laughs> it's gonna be huge. <laughs> uh, it, it, it's weird because metal, like Kojima specifically, but uh, you know, a lot of uh, Japanese publishers, Square Enix, uh, Ko- uh, Konami, and all that, they love the idea of using memes as a means to an end with like the end conflicts, and memes is used. You know, in a historical uh, sense, nowadays memes to us mean funny pictures that represent something that stay for a very long time. But uh, they try to use it archaically at a certain point. Well, and uh, well, the definition of a meme is an element of uh, it's it's a it's the smallest unit of culture that can pass on information from one human to another. It's a, it's a the smallest the it's a method of delivering the smallest amount of like culture exchange. Um, so the potential it has for like how much of the world unites over a single meme what is the the meme that would unite everybody what is the meme uh memetic bomb that could just well nuke somebody th- into that's a hard one because meme is uh, susceptible uh, like uh, all memes are susceptible susceptible to trends just like anything else um you know over the last whatever so certain two countries months would have meme resistance 100 percent, because over the last two America. years was um uh, <laughs> it was uh, not two years, two months, maybe six weeks even was uh, the Mandalorian with uh, Baby Yoda, right? Mm-hmm. But then uh. Disney Plus, Disney Plus is only available in Canada, the U.S. and Norway, I believe, and maybe the U.K. But I'm pretty sure it's only three countries right now. Huh? Right. So oh, unless man. people are pirating things, not everybody's gonna get uh, the Baby Yoda meme. And then you also have to think about impoverished countries and countries that don't have access to the internet constantly or cannot partake in a meme, you know, culture. Um, so it's, yeah, we've inadvertently stepped into a topic of like, there is no, there is no one meme for everything because even different cultures perceive different colors differently. Yeah. Also, that also sort there's of UFOs is, in the situation, well, that, of course. That shit's like real too. Uh, you you heard that Soleimani tr- like trolled Trump on Twitter mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. not long before he got fucking blown up by a drone. So. Yeah, no, our our species has yeah. devolved into using, um, you know, it was first emails, it was first whatever this, and now it's turned into memes that we use to exchange information. Really, that's what it's come down to. True. And right. cultural ideas. So the idea of uh, an alien species thinking that this is how they could communicate with us doesn't seem too far-fetched to me. What a renaissance. <laughs> like. I mean, as you said in the movie Pixels, that's how they tried communicating, like, uh, their version of battle with, uh, humans, essentially, is by mimicking their video games to use it as their own, like, assault. Right, yeah, because the movie uh, starts off with them sending off, like, you know, games from 82 out into outer space as a sign of, uh, as a message, you know, as, you know, we're humans, we're here, whatever, and then the humans misinterpret it as war, because that's all they thought it was, because it was all games about action and killing. Um, yeah. Well, it's like Galaxy Quest talked about that a little bit, too. They The only thing they had access to was Gilligan's Island, so they believed it to be true and came there 
expecting to meet Gilligan, this human that they had seen the historical records of, and they understood el- everything they understood about Earth was because of Gilligan's Island. So they mentioned Gilligan, see with- they're like, oh, Gilligan never got off the island. You know, like... <laughs> <laughs> you even see it with um, uh, Peter Quill from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm-hmm. His last known thing about uh, Earth before he was abducted was the movie Footloose and how awesome yeah. he thought it was. And he thought everybody thought the same. And then how shattered he was when uh, Peter Parker is like, Footloose was never that great. What's that movie? Yeah. Uh, that would be a pretty interesting. I would be excited to watch that unfold. Aliens in interacting with us with meme guns, to be quite honest. And then That'd we misinter- misinterpreted it as we do because we're humans. And then we build our it's own aggression. meme guns and fight back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then the humans are wiped out because the aliens were hiding yeah. their actual weapons. <laughs> You're like, all communications have failed. Class them. <laughs> um. So I think um, I think we went on an adequate tangent with that. Um, that was good. I'm excited when it comes to like fucking stupid topics because so far it's been last week was chewing Scared. gum and water and I think we still had a meaningful discussion. Yeah, <laughs> I'd, I'd like to think. And this one had got into some sociopolitical talking about how our species is devolved in communication despite our advancements. It's yeah. weird. We evolve, but also devolve at the same time. It's uh, yeah. Everything happens in parallel. They so, be like, um, surely these people couldn't do anything useful, you know, meanwhile we're like curing <laughs> cancer and stuff, you know. Not us, but people We've that are doing We've found a way to somehow, uh, you know, we have the most, uh, you know, the best convoluted complicated and sophisticated way of communicating with each other across the entire fucking globe but we proceed to pass information to each other one kilobyte at a time to make a joke and that's us that is us um winning so we're gonna move into the topic of the show and um as glad mentioned our topic is pretty um uh was pretty on point so far with everything we've discussed uh so the topic is games that feel incomplete without its DLC and expansions or games that felt um, not necessarily complete but that benefited from its DLCs or expansions um, and we've listed out a few things from our end um, um, and we're just gonna talk about them a little bit um, when when <laughs> Tyler pitched this to me first uh, this it came off the uh, Pokemon. Uh, part part of this was inspired by the Pokemon Direct this week, which announced new expansions for uh, Sword and Shield, which we'll talk about. Um, but when Glenn, uh, sorry, when Tyler and I uh, were discussing this, the first thing I thought of was Destiny. Destiny wanted to uh, both feel complete and incomplete simultaneously, with and without their DLCs. Um, you think I, so? I, I, yeah. Uh, well. Up until Shadowkeep, with Destiny One and Destiny Two, you could not play the game until unless you had all the base games and the expansions. Like you had to have, you had to have them to keep playing. Oh, you said they felt incomplete without them. I thought you yeah. said you well, felt they yeah. felt complete no, no. without them. Yeah, no, I incomplete. Was like, um, yeah, Destiny because it's like, like, uh, like yeah, nothing. Destiny it was like it was like an expansion. Yeah. <laughs> Destiny one and two are like uh, any MMO. Uh, you yeah. need regular content updates for it to feel fresh. So they were not exactly ideal candidates for this list because then you can just tack on anything. You've got World of Warcraft, you've got Guild Wars, and whatever else exists. It's just I it, I felt like this needed a mention because it, Destiny one and Destiny two always felt like in, they were released in an incomplete state as as compared to World of Warcraft, where it's like, hey, this is World of Warcraft. 
Alright, cool, you're done playing it, here's some new, new stuff. We're like, alright, yeah. cool, this new stuff is kind of complete. Alright, play for a while. Yeah, 40 bucks. Oh, alright, hey, here's more new stuff. Alright, yeah. cool. Destiny 1 is like, or Destiny 2 even was like, um, so there's like three missions and a few guns. Yep. <laughs> new game. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yep. Yeah. So going back quickly to, um, Pokemon. Um, so we have, uh, what is it called? The Crown of Tundra? Um, ah, something like that, yeah. Sorry, I'm, I'm a bad I'm a bad person. Let me just pull it up here. The Crown of Tundra and the Isle of Something. Isle of I can't Armor. Find it. Isle oh, of Armor, yeah. because I can't see it. The Crown of Tundra and Isle of Armor. Is Isle of Armor second or first? Second paragraph. Thank you, GameSpot. Um, Crown of Tundra is first, I'm pretty sure. Uh, launches at the end of June, and the next one launches in September, I believe. Isla Armor will be coming in June, and the Crown Tundra will be coming in the fall. That's that's that. Thank you, Tyler. Um, <laughs> so you got it. So uh, the it started with this, and we learned about this, and then the question was, how far are we as players, you know, kind of willing to pay for an incomplete game and then pay for DLCs to complete it, and how long is the the trend of developers releasing incomplete games and then completing it later on and making us pay for it and are these really necessary and I feel like this will add some of that old Pokemon feel to it but then we started thinking about other games that do this uh, except for the list do you have any other games that you can think of Glenn that might do this because um, me and Tyler had a few ideas last night Tyler I mean how do you feel about it I think is like one way or the other, whether or not it needs or does not need and is a good standalone game, what do you feel is should be the standard is kind of more interesting to me. Because we all know the go those games. We all know a couple that feel one way or the other, you know? Um, In terms of what a standard should be, I think The Witcher 3 will always be the standard for me. Um, the base game was the most com one of the most complete games I'd ever played. And then the DLCs added some really nice stuff that didn't make the game f base game feel inadequate they were really just expansions for just some you know extra things that you could do and would complete some bits of the story but the mm. base game story itself and everything you could do was fucking phenomenal it wrapped mm. up everything um okay. and i think that should be the standard rather than the habit becoming that oh here's this game that we didn't have enough time to finish so in a few months, we're going to give you this thing. The Pokemon is a little bit of an exception to that rule because they have so many things tied to the release of the game that they cannot delay things. Right. I mean, they can. They're just going to release a third version of the game, usually. Uh, see almost every single Pokemon game that came out. What I mean is uh, because there's just so much... Uh, it's, it's from the stakeholders as well. There's the anime and then there's the card game. Those also those all release in the same time frame whenever a new generation comes out, so they cannot. True. So oh. that that's the limitation. That's why Game Freak probably had that deadline and released the game as is because they just couldn't push it out any further. Hmm. One would wonder if that's going to continue because that you know if it becomes problematic consistently, then that's going to be something that the fans are going to be pissed off about because they're paying more money and wait to play an incomplete game made an effectively beta test for them. You know. Right, and now we've moved, it seems like they're transitioning to this model of um, here's a game and we're going to give you more content via an expansion, expansion pass or a seasons pass, whatever you want to call it that a lot of game uh, games are uh, subscribing to these days. Uh, 
at this point will we get a third game but we haven't gotten a third game in a while though also remember we had that was that trend stopped with x and y um sorry no even further black and white um because black and white didn't have a third game it had a third and fourth game it had black two and white two and then x and right. y didn't have a third version it, i believe x and y came out with uh omega ruby and alpha sapphire and then sun and moon came out and came ultra sun and ultra moon and then this and now we're getting expansion passes I think the concept that there was going to be maybe a Pokemon Z was in the works with Zygarde uh, being like the balance between them, but that clearly fell through if that was the case in the first place. And people were always talking about how Pokemon Sun and Moon uh, was going to come with Pokemon Stars, but instead they came with Ultra Sun and Moon, which is... And it it stinks because this trend is definitely a positive step compared to what they did before because i thought ultra sun and moon was supposed to be like the next game like uh kind of like black and white too uh right and it's it, i was so embarrassed when my wife bought me you know ultra moon and then i started and i'm like oh this is the same very exact thing plus i think they added something on at the end but cool rainbow rocket i I guess I just got to play through the entire fucking game again, and uh, maybe I'll see that at the very end as an addition. Not, you know, instead of paying $5 for a DLC add-on to the game I already own, that almost everybody owns, I had to buy a full new game just to get a little bit of extra content at the very end. And so the idea is like, well, I could pay almost nearly the price of what I would have paid for like every other of those games, where it was usually $39.99 for the new game to get more content... I could. But also here, could. but also here, Sword and Shield now, they're full $60, $70 games, $69.99, right? Yeah. Is what they were. Um, and again, I think it's important to, I don't think that the games were incomplete. They were complete games, but they were lacking in things to do, um, which in comparison to previous generations was substantial in the amount of things that you could do in the game. Uh, there was just not that yeah, much. Yeah, I mean... What is the biggest side ventures that we can do in Sun and Moon? Uh, like, obviously, there's breeding, shiny catching, and all that stuff, but there's not really an equip. Like, you got Battle Tower, which I did quite a bit of, and it was okay. But whereas but you look at like Black the, 2 and the, White 2, it unlocks new areas and unlocks new zones to capture higher level Pokemon and unlocks a new story mission. Um, Platinum was also the one that did that with Generation 4, and then things like that started dwindling off drastically. And so what used to be the case where you'd get a new area to explore after you beat the game, you know, beat the champion, um, now we're paying for it. Like, where's the equivalent of the beauty contest? Maybe, like, something, you know, where's the... <coughs> we, we hardly ever go fishing anymore because there, there's, you know, some reason, you know, there's meaning to it, I guess, but you could just easily catch the Pokemon in the water. Like, there's so many different fronts that they can explore, but it feels like they're putting all their eggs in the basket with uh, Dynamax dens that it just feels almost lackluster. Uh, this... I'm I'm glad because I, I, I'm very conflicted, specifically in regards to Pokemon, because I'm glad that there might be a reason for me to start playing it again, and I desperately wanted that, but... I'm scared of that, man. I just completed the Pokedex. If they add 200 Pokemon to that... I'm gonna not hear the end of it from you saying that I didn't complete the Pokédex. No, that's not true. You completed the Galar Pokédex. You didn't complete the National right. Dex because that was impossible for you because you couldn't do it. 
So what are they going to call this new Pokédex if they just add 200 Pokémon but not the full completion? The Extended Gallard Pokédex? What we should have fucking done in the first place, Pokédex. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm, because I will also, that, like, to make this very clear... That was aggressive To make this very clear as well, and there's never been a game where you could catch them all in one game. You always had to do some sort of combination of trading from other people and also porting over from previous generations. The difference was that you could have all Pokémon in one game. This was impossible. This is impossible with Sword and Shield. So the shame the Isla armor isn't like a moving island that rams into the side of Galar, like the Vikings are invading, and so we get to find like uh, where Berserkers uh, and all that came from, and they just <laughs> get a whole new region of like Viking Scandinavian esque uh, Pokemon there. Right, uh, Glenn. What are your thoughts on all this? Uh, I think i need to wait until i see how much is in the expansions to really find out if i like this form of doing it this game because for I me think that's the game fair. for me the game felt full granted i have not played in a while so right. comparatively there may have been a lot more to do but i just checked my save and i did over 60 hours and that nice. and i haven't completed the battle tower i've done no shiny farming that was just exploration and a discovery and you know and story so i think you beat the game and you were happy with it yeah, weren't you yeah exactly yeah nice so, like, that's, it feels that's all like you need out of it yeah and so like if the expansions you know for the price of the expansion pass add enough um extra stuff it will feel very much in the realm of what the witcher did where the game for me felt very full and good right and then you know it won't feel like i was shorted but you know We'll see, you know, if that if that's the case, then the next one's got to do that as well. You know, it can't they can't adopt a model, make a great base game, have valuable expansions and then not do that in the future. Otherwise, it will then feel like it was a destiny where it needed these expansions. But if they're valid, you know, they're valuable. They provide content and, you know, time and enjoyment. Great. Yeah. I don't know. I can't live in a day and age where a $90 Pokemon game might be the next thing. The problem is, I also think I'm just too understanding. I think, um, I mean, not they don't necessarily have any excuse, and I'm not trying to defend them, but I can only imagine the difficulty in adapting um, a development team that was so used to developing for a series of limited power handheld consoles, and they got that so down to a perfect fucking science that they struggled with it. But then there's so many reports out there that says the contrary, where they were just lazy and it was bad management. So I'm not really... I'm not I'm not not necessarily trying to attack them on paper objectively there's not as much to do in these games as compared to generation 5 which was when it started to drop off so I'll just have to wait and see again um uh, this is more just me voicing my personal frustrations I'll just wait and see I'll obvi- I'm obviously going to pick them up despite my displeasure with Sword and Shield. I am going to pick up the expansion pass because that's just I'm a slave to certain games and Pokémon and Destiny are some of them um and right. It's you know we'll just we'll see then but um, when when this was proposed and like what games felt incomplete without their DLCs or needed DLCs not needed but the DLCs were a good bonus Destiny The Witcher and were the two ones that popped out almost immediately both on either end Destiny almost definitely needed it because unlike maybe other MMOs it's not just new stuff it's it's really only when the DLC drops or a new season drops that we get. Um, balance notes we get patches to the game and stuff there's no really regular there aren't many regular patches there's no like bi-weekly or monthly patches we don't get sandbox tuning regularly we only get it once every three or four months 
Is this the most expansion pass we've had ever before in a video game? What do you mean? Has anybody ever charged $30 for an expansion pass before? Oh, yeah, usually they're like 10, 15 bucks. Um, like, I, I, with I, every other Nintendo platform, it's been $20. Breath of the Wild with uh, the uh, all the DLCs that it came with. Uh, the Octo uh, expansion for Splatoon 2, also $20. Like, this is almost mind-boggling that, uh, you know, times are tough. We spent a lot of time in this uh, game, I mean, expansion, and $30, please understand. And it's like, damn! Yeah. I want to say that maybe The Witcher 3 expansions were $20 each around the time they came out before Game of the Year Edition was announced, um, or maybe $15 each. Um, but uh, Nick in the chat says he's sure, and I think so too. I think there are plenty of games that do that, uh, maybe not regularly, um, but I'm sure there are games that will charge you to fucking know tomorrow. Um, um, Destiny, I'm pretty sure, was like 25 or 30 bucks for each. It was And you had to have the previous ones to play. Yeah. 40, yeah, okay, yeah. Now that they have the expansion pass, it's way more simple for me to justify spending money on that game, but I'm honestly, I'm excited for these to do well because i feel like watching you guys who are big nintendo heads and love pokemon just be a little less happy about a game even though you're still enjoying it, it it's obvious that like you wish there was you know x y and z that you could add to this you know to make it better um i'm hoping i'm happy where pokemon is where it's at yeah i am specifically and when i hit my burnout stage with pokemon you know, when I finally got that fucking shiny Charmander, I'm like, this is good. I'm ready to put this down. Mm. We had a fun run. This is it. But then when I'm being told, you could have more fun. I'm like, yeah. Oh. Uh, uh, uh. Like, I'm, I'm getting ready to take my nap. Yes. You could have this monster energy drink that's full of Pokemon content for 50% of the game's price. <sighs> and it's like, you'll see for half the game's price? And you're like, yes. You could play more. It'd be almost the same thing, but there'd be two new areas. You could spend 10 hours at, you know, Dynamax Dens catching these Pokemon you'll never use in competent, you know, competition. <laughs> mm. I sleep. <laughs> I mean, I, like... <laughs> but there's a scissor. Serious shit. Um, I'm just excited yeah, Blastoise I, is going to be in the game again. <laughs> yeah, I'm just I'm just gonna wait and see. Uh, fortunately, there's enough time uh, before the first DLC comes out, and that's in June. Um, and so, in the meanwhile, we have games such as Cyberpunk 2077 that are gonna Ooh. be out. So I'll be more than happy in a state of bliss to come back all the way down by playing Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. And like for me, like two games that I think of that have DLC that kind of like pissed me off. Because uh, some of these games I played after the fact they came out, and so the DLC comes out after that, that pretty much was like, hey, <laughs> hello fans, did you want the true ending of this game? Well, boy, do I have news for you. We actually content locked that after you beat the game. But you didn't beat the game, beat the game. You didn't see the credits, you know, the way we wanted you to see it. Because you gotta give us more money, fam. And it's like... Like, the first thing I think of is Dead Space 3. Dead Space 3, uh, a lot of people apparently didn't like. It didn't sell as well as uh, the first and, to a lesser extent, the second one. But I still love Dead Space 3. It leaves a lot to the mystery, and the, you know, the company that made it is gone. Visceral Games is gone. Super gone. 
Uh, so uh, there's never going to be a wrap-up to how Dead Space you know, 4 is ever going to come into existence to give any more into the lore. But after you beat Dead Space 3, you're like, her, 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 there's something called Awakening, a DLC that, you know, explains what happens to the main character, you know, does he live, does he die, what happens to John the Spartan from Halo 3 level bullshit, and you gotta pay the same price for like a t hour and a half DLC as what the game they're charging. So it's $10 for Dead Space 3, and it's $10 for the hour and a half DLC, and it's like, fuck you. I'd rather watch the YouTube video. Yeah, Mass Effect was similar, Mass Effect 3. Um, there were a lot of people with the base game that were unhappy with the um, the base game's ending. Um, and then I believe they added a free update first that gave you one more choice at the end than there already was. And then there was another DLC, then there was a paid DLC that they int uh, introduced that um, wrapped things up, I believe. Um, Glenn, you're a bigger Mass Effect fan than I am, so you probably have more to say about this. You did. Sorry, I wanted to make sure you didn't hear my clickety-clacks. Um, clickety-clack? Don't talk back. I love Mass Effect. I didn't play the first one. I still haven't. Uh, I just don't think that it's aged very well when I watch videos, so I'm I'm, I'm fine. I know the story. But um, I just... I love the game. I think I never played the DLC, and uh, I didn't feel the need to. Um, I enjoyed the game and didn't hear about the DLC until after. Um, but I, at then at that point, I was like, you know what? I was happy with how it ended. Um, I don't need more, you know? So I, I feel like I'm one of those rare people that enjoyed The Last Jedi and, like, Mass Effect 3. So, uh, you know, I don't that know. That was my feeling, too. When I played Mass Effect 3, I hadn't played I Mass it. Effect 1 or 2. I and played, just playing I did play through two, it. Though. Um, just playing through it, I'm like, uh, the choices kind of suck at the end, but it's like, I feel like it made sense and it wrapped it up. Sense. Yeah. Um, I think I tried to play it again just to get that other option because you couldn't do it from an existing save, um, oh, or something. Okay. I, I can't remember because that part was a, like a free update, for, like a free patch for everybody because everybody was so vocally upset. Well, I don't um, know. What was the fourth option? Um, uh, spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't played Mass Effect. There's an option where he lives. Oh, nice! Lives. Yeah, um, I like that. That's cool. Um, the from from Ashes, I believe the expansion was. No, no, yeah. no. Uh, the immediate. Um, um, it's free. I because I don't because this was a time when I played video games where my parents refused to buy anything online. Um, still, mm. so I couldn't buy the DLC. So I believe there was a patch uh, that they introduced because the community was so vocally upset. They're like. This, this this fucking sucks. Fix it. And they're like, all right, all right, all right, calm down. Here's a fucking third thing, and like or a fourth thing. Here you go. Uh, be happy. And then I, uh, I looked it up online and stuff, and I was like, eh, whatever. The story wrapped up. It's a trilogy. Trilo like I feel like things end good in threes. I think that's where usually they should stop. And so I'm like, eh, whatever. He did his job. Everything worked out. So. I, I another game that comes to mind specifically is, uh, and I don't think other of you have heard of this game, but it's called Asura's Wrath. Uh, As Asura's Wrath uh, came out for the PlayStation Three, and it was one of those uh, sleeping hits, I guess you could say. Like it was a, a fantastic God of War style game, but at the same time, uh, unfortunately, it just it just didn't reach the audience that it needed to due to maybe lack of uh you know advertising and all that stuff which really sucks because when it comes to the video game in the movie world advertising means everything like you can spend so much money on developing the game but you have to almost match that amount that you spent in development 
to advertise it so everybody knows that the game exists. And so we get, you know, those rare situations where it's like they spent all the money in developing, but they forgot to pay for the advertising part. And then we got Osiris Wrath and it turned out to be a pretty good game. And uh, the only problem that I had with this game is after you, you know, defeat the big boss and all that, you clear the game, you save uh, whoever you need to. The character that's helping you from the sidelines, essentially, does a cutscene at the end of this game going, her, 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 this is exactly what I wanted the character to do. Asura, now you, uh, you know, you set up the, the, the stars of a line so I, the true villain, can now take over, you know, the, you know, step in their place. And if you want to face me, it's only nine ninety nine. It's like <laughs> motherfucker again. That's Why? stupid. <laughs> it's interesting. Fuck you, um, Golden Spider. It's interesting. Uh, you mentioned advertising because I just looked this game up, uh, and I'm like, well, it's 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 a Japanese developer. You know, there are issues with them being known in the West sometimes, depending on who's who. Um, uh, and the developer was a company called CyberConnect Two. Uh, published by Capcom, and I'm like, oh, I've never heard of these guys. Turns out, CyberConnect2 are have a, they, they do a lot of things. They they did the Naruto Shippuden Ultimate Ninja Storm trilogy, uh, Ultimate Ninja Storm 4 Road to Boruto. Uh, they even got a very high high profile game coming up called uh, a little a little game called uh, Dragon Ball Z uh, Kakarot. Um, so it's, it's interesting that maybe this was a publisher issue more than a developer issue. Um, especially considering Capcom has hits such as Monster Hunter World and, um, what do you call it? Um, fucking the Resident Evil series. Mm. It's um, weird because a lot, a lot of people, uh, talk great, uh, like, well, not great. I played the main core game for Resident Evil 5 and, you know, I was like, eh, it's okay. I had fun with friends, let's call it. But apparently Resident Evil 5 Gold or whatever uh, came out and it, like, had a, the right stuff that needed to make the game great. And I still haven't touched it yet. And so it's just weird when you say Resident Evil. I was like, Well, so to sure. me, any horror game, I feel like the focus is never on the gameplay or the game mechanics or how good they feel in comparison to other, you know, third-person shooters or whatever. It's the fact that they want to try and scare the shit out of you and they did a good job at it. Um, I think that's always the focus when people try to critique um, horror games. Uh, but anyways, we're going off on a tangent. Surprise, surprise. Um, uh, anything else to say about DLCs and games needing DLCs? Uh, great when they add it as additional content. Not as great when it becomes an essential part of the story. Fuck you if they say, you know, if you want the true ending, give us more money. Don't gatekeep the, the, the final satisfaction that one needs to complete your game. Um, I couldn't agree more. Um, so we're going to move on to uh, game releases in this day of gaming. Um, yep. Start of the year is always slow. Um, Glenn, do you want to tell us what's coming out uh, over the coming week? Yeah. Um, coming up on January 17th, we have a Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Now, I've seen advertisements for this, but is it just another side-scroller fighter, or is it a little more story-based i don't know i think uh i'm not sure if it's uh, dragon ball fighter style like budokai versus like tenkaichi yeah but uh so far i believe i've seen frieza cell and kid boo so i'm guessing it's just a real exploration uh i don't know who developed it this time versus uh, i just mentioned it's the same people that developed Osiris Wrath. oh yeah uh, 
Nick, I'm so happy for you. I hope you enjoyed the shit out of this game. Um, but it is an RPG. Oh, cool. I like yes. that. Interesting. That's been the thing RPG. that has made me not want to play any of the games before that is that I don't care about just pure fighting games. So that I might, that, that might be on my list. <laughs> it is an open world action RPG. Published That's by Bandai cool. Namco, developed by the same people who made Astro's Wrath. Um, yeah. I mean, I would like to say that CyberConnect 2, the people that developed this game, uh, the big thing that they've been no- uh, known for is making the Naruto Ultimate Ninja Storm games. So, I- I'm actually a pretty big fan of uh, CyberConnect 2 with their uh, Naruto games. I mean, it's not really, it's a fighting game, but it's more meant for trying to be as flashy as possible, which... Dragon Ball Z is actually a perfect candidate for. And so if they want to show like over the top, you know, Goku has anime sweat on his face as he does the attack. Sure. Why the imagine, fuck not? Imagine uh, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot ends with him charging his spirit bomb and you have to pay for a DLC where he actually find, finishes to charging actually it and it. tosses it. <laughs> CyberConnect needs your energy. If you want to see Goku use your spirit bomb... We'll need a, a cooperative <laughs> donation of, you know, 300,000 DLC buys of only 99 cents. Thank you for understanding. You want to um, save the planet, don't you? Glenn, what else is coming out for the week? So that is coming out on January 17th for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. So unless you're on a, exclusively a Switch, you'll get to get it. Uh, then this is a game I assume one of you have an idea about called Tokyo Mirage Sessions. Number sign yes. F.E. Encore. Um, yes. Also coming out January I, 17th on the Switch. I, I I know about this game, but maybe because of a joke by Nick in the chat, uh, he gave me a, I believe, a Wii U game for uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions. Jeez. Uh, it's essentially, I believe, a rhythmic uh, dance game where uh, they introduce uh, characters from different uh, games to be put together in a single group. So, uh, like, basically, it's a bunch of people or characters from manga and anime. Oh, okay, Nick in the chat is correcting me. Thank you. You know what? I don't like how this works because uh, he'll proceed to try to type out the whole thing. But instead, I'm going to big brain and read it verbatim Wikipedia. It's a crossover role-playing game developed by Atlas and published by Nintendo for the Wii U console. Uh, the version that's coming out for the Switch sounds like it's going to be the same version, but it's going to be like you know updated port. And it's a cross between Shin Megami Tensei, which is loosely uh, tied with Persona, and Fire Emblem. And they will be uh, basically working together in RPG style, which is such a weird thing, knowing that Persona and Fire Emblem are going to be like same style and everything. But it's like fantasy versus like uh, modern sci-fi almost. And uh, it's basically focused around uh, clearing out creatures known as mirages. And uh, fuck, fuck, (laughs) it stinks because I can play this game totally, but... Uh, they defeat monsters and they perform uh, crowd-pleasing techniques. So it's going to be a really flashy game using crossover abilities. Hmm. Sounds like a JoJo game. Yeah. That's so much extra. <laughs> I, I apologize for my first thing. I got it mistaken with something else. Uh, an- another game, essentially. But yeah. 
Uh, Fire Emblem is going to be taking a new turn, so hopefully I'll get to see, uh, you know, returning favorites and whatnot coming to this game. Um, but, and, and yeah, that's, uh, that's that it for games coming out this week. It's, uh, it's a little slow. Um, and now for this day in gaming, we have something special for you guys. Uh, this day in gaming, January 13th, um, I am going to keep talking and stall for time as I try to look over the list again because oh, you can try you can try as hard as you can. There's fucking and, nothing of note. Not a damn thing. This this hasn't happened before. Like I think it happened once or twice where I maybe missed something and Tyler maybe found one or two things and we've been down to one at mo at, like at the very least, but it's either uh, releases for games in different countries after they've already come out, or DLCs, uh, unpaid or paid, um, or games... Which makes like, sense. Uh, yeah, but we... It's, there's fucking nothing. Or found, founding There's fucking companies. nothing! There's nothing! Happy birthday to no one! Fuck you all. Alright. Whoa! Um, Doodle God's what? pretty fun. Whoa! Who said that? Huh? Who said Do that? Doodle God. What? Who said that? Doodle God. Who's in Doodle the box? Uh, tell us about Doodle Gods. Doodle God was an app-based game, but it was a lot of fun, and it came out on that day. <laughs> I know it's not on a console or anything that like I oh, don't really fun. consider mobile games. I was just like, oh, I recognize <gasps> that one, and I had a lot of fun doing it. What? I'm looking and trying to pick something random. <laughs> Happy birthday, Magnets! 2010 came out uh, worldwide. I thought Yay. we discovered that hundreds of years ago, but you know, Happy Birthday, Magnets! The they game. were only discovered in 2010, a decade ago. Um, all right, so that's gonna be it for the show, folks. This is Casual Master Quest episode 82. Um, Tyler, please tell the world where they can find you again. Well, uh, Nick, bless you, you already gave me a shout out, but uh, you can also find me on Twitter once again at two times Tyler. All letters, one word. What about you, Nick? Uh, you can find me on Twitch and Twitter, uh, Twitch and Instagram at lr11. Um, all letters. Um, and on Twitter at lrd11th. Again, all letters. Um, what about you, Glenn? I'm on Twitch and Twitter. Twitch is R-A-E-Z-E-T-H, and then Twitter is Glenn Houston, two ends, looks like Huston. Okay. Um, you can also find the show, Casual Master Quest, on Twitter at CMQ Network. We went through a name change <clears> recently <throat> on Twitter, and we are loving oh, it. Oh, yeah. Um, also on our profile on Twitter, you'll find links to everything, including where to find us on Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, iTunes, Google. I think I put iTunes and Google Play on there. Uh, we're everywhere where you can find podcasts. Um, you can also check us out on, uh, if you want, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, uh, email us at casualmasterquest at gmail.com. Um, also on our Twitter, we have a link to our Discord. Uh, if you wanted to join in and uh, be part of some fun, silly converse conversations, um, we also have a D&D podcast called Casual Questmasters, um, where we get to live out our lives as don't, don't different people. Don't say it. Thank uh, you. Don't say the dark words. I don't want to hear it. I don't know what you're ref referring, Best but life. that's fine. Huh? Best life. I was the thing I shouted in all caps in the the secret chat uh, over in the other. Sure. Just yeah. Okay. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, the D and D podcast is fun. It's been going through some interesting twists and turns. Please come and check it out. Uh, we're really having a good time. But otherwise, um, any last words before we close off here, folks? Fuck games that end in DLC the, uh, for the the actual story. Rightly so. Also, yep. You look great today, Nick. Thank you. 
I grew my hair myself. Anyways, that was Tyler. That was Glenn. I'm Nick. This is Casual Master Quest. That was episode 82. Thank you very much for listening. Have a good week, folks. And don't forget to never stop the grind. Bye-bye. I love you. I miss you so much, Nick. So much. The intro to the podcast, titled Casual Master Quest, was paid for and produced by the wonderful talent Revelries Music. You can find more of their work at soundcloud.com forward slash Revelries Music, or just click on the link in the show descriptions. The background music is the album Top 50 Best Classical Piano Music by Brilliant Classics. You can find out more about Creative Commons at www.creativecommons.org forward slash license forward slash buy forward slash 4.0.